Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, listen, we're so excited to have you with us today. and It is Legacy Sunday, and so we have plenty of details and some amazing things to go over as we get ready to to do that and talk about all the opportunities that's going to happen today to be able to be a blessing and, and to leave a legacy. Just like Pastor Dan said, it's it's one thing to leave a memory, but it's a different thing to leave a legacy. And so a memory is how people thought of you when you were here. A legacy is how you're remembered after you're gone. In other words, what was the impact you created when you were on this earth that is still creating an impact once you're gone? And how many of you want to be impact people, right? How many of us want to live a life that when we're gone, people don't just remember we existed, but the way that their lives are functioning, even once we're gone, is functioning in a way that we created an impact while we were on this earth. And so I know I want that for myself. I want that for my family. And so I know that you do too. And as a church, we've been able to do that. And so, uh, you know, we do legacy every year. And if you're new, uh, it's not something we uh, hype up all the time. And I want to go ahead and put this out in front of you to let you know uh, that there is no pressure on you to give today. Um, we're not, we're not going to be begging you for anything. We're going to show you what an opportunity we have as a church and as a family to give today. And if you're new, we're not begging you for anything. What we want to let you know, though, is to go ahead and start praying now. God, is this something you want me to be a part of? And if the answer is yes, then you be obedient to God. We're not going to try to pull something out of you. That's, that's not how it works here at TC. What we know is we get to live a life differently. And we have a saying here at TC that we don't have to do this. We get to do this. And so um, as we get ready for what we get to do, that is be generous today, uh, we want to watch a video it's going to show us some places where we've been able to be generous in the past and where some of your funds that uh, we, yours, our funds that we give today is actually going to go to. And so let's go ahead and roll that video, guys. Guys, Pastor Brad here at the Safe Harbor Pregnancy Medical Center. Hey guys, Pastor Justin here, and I'm here with Larry Thompson. And I'm here with who many of us call Mama Linda. I am with my friend Kristen Lipscomb. All that they do here in supporting um, both mothers who are pregnant and then so many things that surround um, abortion or pregnancy uh, that tend to affect young women, but not just young women, just women in general. We wanted to take a portion of our legacy offering and we wanted to give uh, to this amazing organization. The total number of lives saved uh, for 2018, those mothers who came in at risk for abortion were 327. And just in January, we had 25 lives wow. at risk for abortion that were saved. On. on average, um, it's about $1,200 to save one life. Mm -hmm. But with our center expenses, number of lives saved, it's averaged about $800. Awesome. So. Um, we're excited, guys. And we thank you because this is your giving. So um, we thank all of you that gave in the Legacy offering. And I'm going to go ahead and put a foot forward today and say that Legacy for 2019, uh, a good chunk of some of what we raise is going to go right here to Safe Harbor so that we can help support as many lives as we can as we stand for both the life in the womb and the lives of these mothers as they give birth. We're so grateful. Thank you so much for thank all that you, you do. Much. He is the founder and, 
and, and president of the Miracle League of Pensacola. And with our legacy offering, one of our legacy lanes is the TC Haven. And the, the organization we choose uh, to support with, with representing the TC Haven is the Miracle League of Pensacola. It holds a special place in our heart. We want to present a check to the Miracle League of Pensacola. Just and thank you guys for doing what you're doing. Well, thank y'all because we can't do what we do without people like y'all. Absolutely. It's, you know, great to know I live in a community that supports the special needs. It really is. Absolutely. So TC, thank you. Your giving goes a long way and we wanted to put action to our words. And with an organization like this, they're putting those funds to good use. So everything that you gave is going to help those in our community. So we're honored to partner with the Miracle League of Pensacola. And we are giving some of our funds to reimagine Peru and uh, beyond excited beyond excited at what we've been able to do because of your generosity and because of you hearing God say give and you guys just responding as you always do. And we are so grateful. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for what Pastor Brad said, your, your generosity, your willingness to hear the Holy Spirit, and then not to just hear him, but to act. Um, this is huge. So thank you so much, Pastor Brad. Absolutely. You. Absolutely. We love you. God thank you so you. much. We are celebrating what happened and what God continues to do through our Legacy 2018. You know, I just want to say a personal thank you to each and every one of you who've given and who have sacrificially given. Partnerships like having, um, like what we have with Transformation Church is truly is what making the secret place happen. And so I want you to know your generosity is literally being sown into a child's future. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Well, Kristen, here's the check, and we appreciate it Thank so, you much. so much. You got it. Thanks, Absolutely. Guys. Thanks, guys. So, man, we are so grateful for how we've been able to make an impact so far. And that was all testimony videos from um, some of the organizations that we got to connect to uh, off of last year's legacy offering. And so we want to we want to say thank you so much. Um, and so we, we're going to get to look at some of those uh, even again today. But I want to I want to kind of put you in a hypothetical situation for a second. I want you to pretend that you have a product. All right, so you've, you've invented something. You have, you have something, and hear me, it's the cure for every known disease. So you've got the cure for every known disease, and you've already distributed it, distributed it. Wow, that was a lot more difficult right? words, right? So you've distributed this product around the world, all right? So think about it for a second. You have a product, it's the cure, you've distributed it, all right? So now that you've done that, I want you to think for a second, and then I want you to then hear or realize that you know where 20% of our country's population was that had yet to get that product that was the cure. It would be logical that we would go on a mission to get that to those people, wouldn't it? That seem logical to you? How about this? How about uh, you discover that 67% of our city doesn't have it. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think of it to yourself to say, man, I need to do something about that and make sure that our city has access to this. Wouldn't we do that? Okay. All of a sudden, how about this? You discover that out of the entire world, America, your country, is in the bottom 9% of access. Would you want to do something about that? Right? Or how about you discover that although it's distributed throughout the entire world, there's an area of the world that 90% of the population of the earth lives in, but they also have the least amount of access to it. 
Now, if you had unlimited resources, would you do everything you could to get that access into that community? The natural answer would be yes, right? Unless you just live in your own bubble where you don't care about anybody, which some of y'all, maybe you do. You know what I'm saying? I've seen y'all in a drive through line, so you're just acting crazy for no reason. I'm just kidding. But all that to say is we have something, and we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a few minutes and how that relates to what we have. But I want to break down some of the legacy lines. So in the legacy offering, uh, the legacy lanes is where the legacy offering goes. So hear me, none of the offering that we take up in the legacy offering, none of it goes to paying salaries. None of it goes to keeping lights on here. A part of it, uh, a part of it will go to a future building for our community later but none of that goes to our maintenance that we spend on a weekly basis here. None. It doesn't even go into the budget. It all, 100% of the offering gets allocated into being distributed into how we're going to meet the needs of our community, our city, our nation, and our world. All right? And so I want to go ahead and put that out there for you. This isn't something else. So I'm trying to get a new car, so we got to raise an offering. That ain't how it works here at TC. All right? What this is, is we want to be a, a group of people that leaves a legacy for this world. And so I want to talk to you about the legacy lanes for just a minute. The first one, uh, it's one that I'm super excited about. It is new for us this year, and that is the Jabin's Haven. Uh, it's uh, one of our legacy lanes now. And through a lot of hard work that a lot of people have been putting in, and some of them are very special, and I'm sure you're in this room right now. I just can't see you. Um, but what's special about Jabin's Haven, for those of you maybe that don't know, uh, my son uh, passed away last year. And he is with the Lord now and had special needs. And what we learned through his journey was that there is a huge community. 20% of America is impacted by the special needs community. 20% of America is impacted by the special needs community. The special needs community is also the community in America that has the least access to gospel resources. Because churches don't know how to reach families that have special needs children. And so what we've been able to do, what we're going to be able to do through Jabin's Haven is number one, uh, when kids have special needs and insurances won't cover things that they desperately need, whether it's medication, whether it's food or whether it's other items, what Jabin's Haven is able to do is take the resources that have been given to it and they're actually able to help these families get what they need to take care of their loved ones and their children. And so all of that exists in the memory of my son. So it is something that is very, very, very personal to me. And so we're going to be able to reach a community that has not been able to be reached, number one, with resources to help them just in their living, but also, you know what we get to give them on top of that? Jesus and the hope that is found in him. And so a portion of what we give today goes to that. By all means, thank you. Um, and so we're excited about Jabin's Haven. Number two, the second lane is our local missions. And in our local missions, man, we're getting, we're, we have the opportunity to give to amazing organizations. Actually, all three of who you just saw in the video um, is part of our local missions uh, network. And so the secret place where we're helping rescue women from human trafficking and, and give them the hope of Jesus, but also restore their life. You know, because God didn't, or Jesus didn't bring the gospel anywhere where he didn't meet the need first. So he didn't just say, well, you know, your eternity is secure now, good luck. He fed them first, and then he gave them hope. And I'm here to tell you today that with our local missions, we're looking for ways that we can meet the need, then introduce the one that can meet the eternal need. 
And so with Secret Place, whether it's human trafficking, Safe Harbor, uh, I know many of you are, uh, speak out on behalf of, we don't speak against, we speak on behalf of babies that are in the womb of their mothers and, and not having them aborted. However, far too many people are willing to say, don't have abortions, but they're not willing to do anything about helping the mother that doesn't have one. And we as a church want to be part of the solution, not just creating another problem. We want to be here to create a solution. And so a portion of what we give today in the legacy offering is going to go towards helping mothers and children. Instead of having abortions, they keep the child, but we also want to help them with that process. And so a portion of what we give today is going to go to that as well. And we are excited. The Miracle League, which is the baseball field where the special needs uh, children who can't play in other leagues get to go there and have the experience that so many other children don't. Uh, and so, man, we are so excited for how our local missions is going to get to impact that. And then we have our national missions, our national missions. And, and how many of you guys have ever been to a church before when you walked out of there, you thought to yourself, ain't no way in the world I'm going back to that place. Like they are crazy. Or you walked out of there feeling like, I feel like I just got beat with a Bible for 10 minutes or an hour and a half, depending on what service you were in. And, and what we know is that in the world right now, out of 195 countries, hear me for a second, out of 195 countries, 175 of them, so 175 of them, Christianity is growing faster than the population is growing. That's encouraging, isn't it? Christianity is growing faster and 175 out of 195 nations or countries, then the population is growing. That's a good thing. You want to know who's not on that list? America. We are one of the 20 countries where Christianity is not growing at the same rate as the population. You know what the solution to that is? It's not more Chick-fil-A's. It's more churches. We need more churches preaching the life-giving message of Jesus Christ. We need more churches declaring hope, declaring passion and joy, declaring the life that can come from Jesus. And so we need to build more churches. And I'm proud to announce that our partnership with ARC, since ARC has started, which ARC is the church planting network that we're a part of, we've been able to see over 871 churches planted in America and abroad. That is incredible, you guys. And so life-giving, Jesus-filled churches that are seeing people's lives changed. And so we are passionate about that. And so part of our giving today is going to go towards the ARC Church Planning Network to see more churches in America. And let's get our name back on that list. Amen. And so then lastly is our international missions. And so we have strategically started partnering in our international missions with so many um, Peru being one of them, you saw Miss Linda uh, as we gave. As we gave, uh, that's uh, probably my brother. So he, uh, matter of fact, Tommy, myself, my wife Ashley, and a few others. Uh, we're going to Peru in July. We're going to help build the houses that we help pay for, and so we actually fund homes for homeless families in Peru that are living in cardboard boxes and under bridges, and we help build them houses in Peru. And so uh, it's going to be amazing. And so here's the deal: a portion of what you give today is going to go to helping those families in Peru. But there's also 
another mission field that we're trying to tackle, and uh, it's called the 1040 window. So if you're not familiar with the 1040 window, if you were to take the latitude line of 10 degrees and go to 40 degrees, it creates a window. And if you were to go over Asia with that window and you shifted, you, that's where you would find uh, places like Iran and different parts of Asia, that 1040 window is where 90% of the world's population exists. 90% exists in a small window of the earth. However, it's also the population of the world that has the least amount of access to gospel resources. You know what that means? The hope of Jesus is harder to get into that place than anywhere else in the world. So if it has the greatest population, but the least amount of access to the Bible and its resources, you know what that means? We got work to do in that arena, doesn't it? And so we have strategically partnered with an, another missionary that is in Thailand, in Asia, and he's going to be helping in that 1040 window. And so we want to create an impact in that arena. And it's also super exciting because right now we're, we're close to another organization that helps ministers uh, overseas in Iran and Iraq and some of the others, where Muslim, in Muslim countries where Islam and so many other belief systems uh, have taken over. But one of the things, and this, this won't be reported to you on the news, but I'm here to tell you today that there is a massive revival happening in Iran and Iraq right now, where Muslims who aren't even hearing the gospel from people are waking up from dreams where Jesus is revealing himself to them, and they are getting on their knees in their bedrooms and giving their heart to the God that we serve. His name is Jesus. And as they're giving their life, revival is taking place in these other countries, and by the thousands Muslims are coming to put their faith in Jesus Christ. And so we want to be a part of what is happening over there. And so we've got missionaries over there that we're supporting now. And a portion of what we give today in the legacy offering is going to go to that. So I'm so excited about all these areas. And, and so why does this matter? Well, we want to give this to you pretty quickly today. But in Matthew 25, we see a, a, a message that the Lord brings us. And he lays it out to us like this. Let's go there. It's in your notes. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. <clears throat> he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Look at your neighbor and say, Are you a sheep or a goat? I know for the for us in like 2019, it's like, what sheep and goat got to do with all this? But we're going somewhere. I want to, I'll explain it to you. Matthew 25, verse 34 says this. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. And so... How many of you are ready, excited, and anxious to meet God on that day? How many of you are the day we've been waiting for, where our faith that has been in Jesus is now culminating in the moment where we get to meet him and step into heaven for eternity with God? How many of you guys are ready and anxious for that day? The rest of y'all just chilling, huh? You like it too good down here. I said, how many of us are ready for that day? Amen. And so I want to let you know. That there is a day coming where we will be rewarded for what we did with this life. <clears throat> there is a day coming where we, be, we will be rewarded for what we did with this life. Now, I want you to notice a key word in there. 
Notice we didn't say there is a day coming where you'll be rewarded with what you did in this life, but with this life. Here's the temptation in our thoughts sometimes. And I got to be honest with you, uh, I, I am this way as well. So this is something God has to do on my heart continually. How many of you are the spenders in the house in your relationship? You're married or whatever. You're the spender and your spouse is the saver. Spenders, where are my spenders at? Put them up high. Raise your hands in the air like you just don't care because you bought something yesterday. Okay, so spenders, where are the savers at? Savers, bunch of party poopers. Let's talk about a budget. All right, so <clears throat> my wife is a saver. I'm the spender. Here's my temptation. Can I be honest with you today? My temptation is to act like the life belongs to me, and I'm going to do a few things in my life where God gets credit for it, and it's for him. But that's not what God called us to. God called us to give him our life. Not to give him moments of our life, not to give him a portion of the finances in our life. He called us to give him our whole life. You know what that means? That means that God is going to hold us accountable not for the things we did in our life. He's going to hold us accountable for what we did with our entire life. In other words, does your life completely represent what you're giving to the Lord? Or does it represent small moments that you've just given a few things to the Lord? And I'll be honest with you, <clears throat> it takes work. God has to constantly remind me, hey, you don't need that. Hey, step away from that. I know that car looks good, but that ain't for you. Hey, I know you want this, but that ain't for you. You want to know why? Because oftentimes what we have is fine. And imagine the impact we could create in our communities and in our world if we stopped just giving God moments and things in our life, but we actually gave him our whole life. Now, am I suggesting you bottom your bank account out today? No. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is that we should be more sensitive to how God wants to use our life. Let's go to Matthew 25 again. <clears throat> Excuse me, and pick up what he's saying. He said, Jesus says this when he talked about separating them. He says, for I was hungry and you gave. Say you gave. You gave me food. I was thirsty, and say it again, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and say these two with me, you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you visited me. You see, have you ever gotten credit for something that you didn't do? Not in trouble for something. Anybody ever gotten credit? You ever been at a party and someone acknowledged you for something you had nothing to do with? They're like, good job, Patricia. Patricia over there at the snack table with cookies. Like, huh? What y'all talking about? And then you got to decide whether or not you're going to be like, no, it wasn't me. Or if you're just going to wave and take the credit. Right? <clears throat> And so here's what's happening is Jesus is telling us about this in the Bible. And I can imagine the disciples are sitting there like, he's given us credit, but we didn't do none of that. <clears throat> and I, I picture the disciples going like, you know, Jesus knows everything. So if we take credit for this, he's going to call us out. <clears throat> and so the disciples respond and Jesus actually answers it out of the gate in verse 37. Let's pick up there. He says, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? 
When did we see you thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see uh, you as a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you have done it to the least of these, you have done it to me. You see, what we have to realize in our life is we are closest to Jesus when we're reaching the people who have the greatest need. We're closest to Jesus when we're reaching the people that have the greatest need. He says, when you've done it to the least of these, when you've done it to those that have the greatest need, when you've given to them, when you've visited them, when you've gone to them, when you've helped them, that's when you've helped me. James 2, 14 through 17 says this, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, no actions? Can such a faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, and if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and be fed, but does nothing about their physical need, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. In other words, God is saying we have to be mobilized with action. Now, I do want to let you know that action can't save you. There's nothing you can do to save yourself with good deeds. So I don't want you to be confused for those of you that are new to the faith. Good deeds doesn't give you the expedited path to heaven. What he's saying there is if you have faith in God, there has to be good deeds. There has to be actions that are manifested in your life if you have Jesus. And the greatest reason why this is, well, the reason we have to be generous is generosity is the cornerstone of our faith. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. Generosity is the cornerstone of our faith. And so, we have to realize that we reach those with the greatest need because we were the ones with the greatest need. How many of you are glad Jesus came into your life and saved you from the sin, the mess, the filth, the junk that you have left behind and became a new person in Christ? How many of you will acknowledge with me, we had a great need, but Jesus came in and met that need? Therefore, in our generosity, we have to meet the need of others because our need was met. The beauty of the gospel is that Jesus saw us, and did we deserve it? No. Could we have earned it? Not a chance. But Jesus saw our need and gave freely to it. So we see the needs of others, and we give, we go, we do everything we can to meet the needs so that we've done something great, not just in our lives, but with our lives. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the product that we talked about earlier. You see, your product doesn't have the cure for every known disease. But the thing that you have is the cure for eternity. And his name is Jesus. You may not be able to cure cancer or the common cold or anything else. But what you can cure is the longing in someone's heart to know the God that can rescue them from an eternity away from him. And so, 
The percentages that we were rattling off, the reason we gave you, we talked about the 20% in the United States. One out of every five people in the United States are impacted by a special needs community. Through Jabin's Haven, we're going to get to reach out and touch part of that. 67% of Escambia County doesn't go to church anywhere and has no religious affiliation. 67% of our city, turn your neighbor and say our city. 67% of our city doesn't go to church. You know what that means? We have the cure for the eternal problem, and his name is Jesus. 9%. America is in the bottom 9% of Christianity to pop, Christianity population to growth scale. That means we get to plant, we've got to plant more life-giving churches. And since 91% of the world is telling us that they want the good news of Jesus because it's growing faster than population, that means the greatest uh, population growth area, which is the 1040 window, we've got work to do in that arena, which means that we have been called to reach, as the book of Acts is so clear to tell us, our city, our nation, and our world. And we get to do that by giving and being part of a legacy that lasts far beyond ourselves. And so how many of you are excited that you're not on the outside looking in, but you're on the inside looking out and saying, God, use me, do something with my life, not just in my life, but with my life to reach people that are far from you so that when I'm gone, somebody will be able to say that I was a part of something. I was bigger. I was part of something bigger than just the part I played. So your part may seem small, but you're connected to something that's so much bigger, and we get to be a part of what God is doing. Are you excited about that this morning? And so I want to invite our ushers to go ahead and get ready, and I invite you to stand with me for just a minute as we get ready to pray and to give and be part of the legacy offering. And man, you guys are moving like half speed compared to that nine o'clock service. Y'all got the extra sleep. So we want to pray over our legacy offering today, that God would use it to reach so many people. And so let's pray today. Father, we pray. God, over our legacy offering, as we get ready to give, I pray that you see our hearts. God, those that have even just decided in the last few minutes that they're going to join us and be part of this. God, I pray that you use it to reach so many people. Let our legacy go way beyond ourselves. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. They're going to pass the buckets for just a minute. Sorry, we want to let you know that um, our goal for raising today in the legacy offering, our goal is to raise $25,000. And so we also want to let you know that you can give electronically as well. So if you want to give on your smartphone, you can go to mytc.life and click on giving. Mytc, M-Y-T-C, dot life and click on giving. Or you can just go to give.mytc.life on your smartphone and you can give that way as well. And so as we get all the buckets gathered up, I want to let you know that as we talk about those that are overseas and those that need Jesus and all those things are important, we want to take just a minute and I want to ask you to close your eyes. And maybe you're in this room and you don't know Jesus. You know, we're going to go overseas and we're going to go across the nation. We're going to try to help people, but... We want you to know that when you're in this room, you matter. And so with everyone's eyes closed, if you're in this room today and you need Jesus in your life, you need your sin to be washed away, you need a fresh start in God, 
a new beginning, he can give that to you. And the Bible says that if we would confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, repent of our sins, we could be saved. And <clears throat> so today, if you want to know God and you want a fresh start, it's easy. I want to invite you to say this after me. Say, God, I need you. God, I believe in you. God, I give you my life. And so we're going to pray real quick. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And if you say it and you mean it in your heart, God is going to rescue you from your sins. Say, God, forgive me. I give you my life. I believe in you. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that may have prayed that this morning. So. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.